0: Hello everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the DBC Show. I'm your host, Pete Werner, and I am joined this week via Skype by my good friends from the DBC Store, Mr. Jerry Saito. Hello, everyone. Mr. Paul Krieger. Hey, guys. Sean Falk. Hi. And making his first appearance on the DBC Show, uh, Rob Lindsay, better known to most of you as Webmaster Doc on the Boards.
1: Good afternoon
0: and uh great to have you uh rob we wanted to bring out the big guns for this discussion because uh, today we are going to talk about the announcement uh the email that dbc sent out last friday uh, informing members how they were going to deal at least in some cases with uh, members uh, whose points were set to expire and uh, that had reservations booked and they were going to lose these points. This is something we've been talking about for a number of weeks and a lot of criticism, not just from me, but from a lot of people about the lack of communication coming from uh, Disney Vacation Club about what they plan to do. So um, to su- in some regard, that uh, that has been that has been answered. And uh, Rob, you're going to go ahead and read the salient points of the email since I don't have it in front of me.
1: There were three bullet points. Um uh- We know that some members had reservations for DVC resort stays during the closure period using points that are set to expire. 2019 use year points for April and June that are set to expire in 2020 and that were used for these reservations will be extended for one year from the current expiration date. 2018 use year points for April and June that were banked into 2019 and used for these reservations will be extended for one year from the, uh, I'm I'm sorry, and and used for these will be extended for six months from their current expiration date. Please note this temporary policy only includes expiring points that were used to book a stay between March 12th and the end of the closure period, and that involve a reservation canceled after February 29th. In addition to better support member availability, DVC will not extend the life of our expiring developer points. The next point, in light of this and to help with resort availability in the coming year, beginning today, members who want to borrow points to complete a reservation will temporarily only be able to borrow up to 50% of their future use year points per contract as permitted by your home rules and regulations. Doing this will help manage inventory and accommodate more members who want to schedule their vacations once the resorts reopen. Points already borrowed for a stay outside this closure period will still be honored even if they are above the 50% threshold. We'll continue to monitor our inventory and reevaluate with the goal of returning to the standard policy as soon as it's appropriate to do so. The final bullet point, Uh, Finally, some members have had questions about how the closure is affecting annual dues. While lower operating costs are anticipated for each condominium association because of the closures, there are many unknowns ahead as the resorts return to operation. Our commitment to guest and cast safety remains our top priority, and changes may be implemented to the way we operate, which may add some new costs. Given the unique circumstances of this situation, The proposal is to issue a credit to members in mid-December as part of the distribution of annual dues statements for 2021, if the if their association for each resort has an operating surplus, as opposed to rolling all surpluses into the reserves. Okay, so um, that uh, Doc
0: pulled out. Rob pulled out just the. uh, the bullet points from a much longer email, but that those are the salient details. Now, before we get into those details, I just want to say that this is what I wanted, okay? Because I've said multiple times, um, they need to say something, even if it's not what we want to hear. They need to say something. They've got to stop saying, we're looking into it. We're looking into it. Um, so as far as I'm concerned, this answers that they have now said something, this is what we're, what we're doing. And of course there was no way anything they released. No, they could have said, we're giving everybody free contracts (laughs) and some group of people, we're going to have a problem with that. Okay. Um, so that that's a given, but Now, at least we have an answer. What are you going to do about the points affected by the closures and uh, set to expire that people were just going to lose? So at least we have an answer to that. Um, I want to open it up to you guys. Uh, uh, Rob, we'll start with you. You've been a member, a DVC member since 1993, one of the originals at Old Key West, very early on. And you've been very active uh, in the community, on the board, certainly, um, but in the community, uh, you've gone to a lot of the uh, uh, the, the meetings and uh, sat in for a lot of the uh, developments that have happened with DVC over the years, and certainly this situation with COVID nineteen is without a doubt unlike anything we've any of us have ever seen. So, what is your imp- uh, uh, your impression of this uh, of this announcement?
1: Well, as you said, they had to do something, and they they were being pretty close to the vest about releasing any statement. So, um, they certainly have uh, a group of attorneys that are advising them on what they what they're allowed to do regarding the Florida timeshare laws, what the contracts that we all have uh, state, and they're trying to find something that is going to appease as many people as possible. It's not going to appease everybody, uh, but it's going to appease a lot of the people that were being harmed by the loss of these points, which was the original suggestion is tough luck. Uh, you you lost your points. And, and uh, so I, I, this is a very positive mood that they, uh, that they did anything, but uh, this should, uh, with those that were directly affected by it, are there people that aren't going to be able to take advantage of the generosity? Absolutely. There are people that had booked these reservations with points from October or December, and they're going to have to try to find a new, way, new reservations now before the end of the year. So that's a whole other conversation. But this was a good move, in my opinion, on their part. Paul, let me uh, throw it over to you. How did you feel about it?
2: Overall, you know, um, we know that you've talked a lot about uh, DVC needing to say something in this scenario, and they've been very quiet. I felt that this announcement was very thought out. It was not flung together. We got an email. We noticed the website update, uh, member services. Everyone was on board from the beginning of this announcement, so it was very thought out. They've put some time into this, which is good. They should have. Um, I think it's fair, um, sort of as, uh, Doc said, um, it's, I mean, it's going to make some people very happy. It's going to make some people a little bit upset, but they needed to find sort of the happy medium, uh, to, to come up with a solution here. And, and so far it, it sounds like this is going to work. The real question that is lingering in everyone's minds is, uh, sort of the borrowing, how long is that going to last? How long are those restrictions going to last? And uh, I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit later, but I think it's the best they could do given the situation and the hand they were dealt right now.
0: Well, the the borrowing is, uh, the borrowing restrictions would upset a lot of members um, that, you know, we're having to pay because of these, you know, these other people got, uh, you know, we're going to lose their points. And you know I guess on one level I understand that and on another level I'm like come on I mean really I, I mean I, I get it people were were uh, planning on I was gonna say banking on um, but people were planning on um, being able to borrow those points from next year to, to to fill out a vacation to 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 get what they needed to to make a vacation happen and I get that and I get that that's disappointing I really do and I'm not Taking anything away from those people, but you know, this was never going to be as simple as it was for World saying, "Hey, here's free dining. Um, You know, you can rebook a package if you've canceled. We're going to give you your money back." Blah 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 blah. You know, World had the ability. World and Cruise both had the ability to do that. Where DBC didn't. Um, So I thought this was, and, and as you mentioned, that this was well thought out. It was considered and yes they got all their ducks in a row and they delivered the same message whether it was via the email via the website via member services something else we criticized them for because that was what that was not happening prior to this you'd get an email that said one thing the website would say something else member services was saying something else entirely so it was this situation of what do we believe so at least with this, they got their messaging straight, which is good. Um, Jerry, uh, what do you think? What's your what's your take on this?
3: I definitely think it's a good move by Disney as well. I mean, the previous statement was, "If your points expire, you're just going to lose them," and that that did not sit well with anyone <clears throat> or anybody for them for that matter, and um, it was obviously making the community upset and members upset. So I, I, I think they made the right move. I, I mean, to give a year, I think that's great. Uh, some of those points that, that uh, were going to expire from 2018, they gave six months. That's going to be difficult. I, I, I think it's going to be tough to get a reservation in the next six months. But needless to say, at least they offered something. They have an option. They can they can use the points somehow. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a good statement from Disney. Sean?
1: Um,
4: overall, I think it's the best they could do with a bad situation. Um, I am one of those people that's in the December use year situation. Um, I'm, i bought into DVC last year and I got 2018 points and 2019 points. Um, so my 2018 banked points are going to expire in December. Um, this, uh, I have a vacation booked in May at Vero beach. I'm obviously going to have to move that again. Um, I've already had to move it once from January because I was going to Hilton head. Pete was sick. Couldn't go. I had a trip planned before that. That one fell through and couldn't go, and so it's just been constantly having to push it back. So I've still yet to get to use my contract in any way to do anything. Um, and then because it was getting so close, I went ahead and just rented mine out through DVC Store because I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to lose all my points. If I could do it over again, I would have rented out. I used. My I used some of my 2018 points to book my Vero Beach trip, and then I rented out the rest of my 2018s and all my 2019s. If I could do that again, I would have rented out all my 2018 bank points and used 2019s for this so I could bank them. But it's a lesson learned that, like, hey – I didn't know. And I should have rented out my my bank points first if I could get rid of them and somebody else wanted them. And then, of course, now I'm one of those December people that I have about 60, 70 points I need to rebook somewhere else. And now it's hard enough getting a reservation in the fall. And now I have added competition from the April, June people that are also going to be trying to scoop up those same dates. So I'm not – I completely understand. There's nothing they could do. And I feel like I'm in that spot to get the most, like the least out of this or whatever. It definitely doesn't benefit me, but I get that it hurt a lot of people. And I do get what they're talking about with not being able to borrow as much, just because there are some people who that's all they do is they bank and borrow and they go every three years. And we hear it a lot. That's, that's what people want to do. So I get the frustration from people and, um, but, you know, it is what it is. There's not a lot. There's not a lot we can do.
0: Well, I think uh, uh, the other thing we were we were chatting about before we went live um, is, uh, you know, we're, we're we're talking about the last half of this year. Let's assume that everything opens back up in June, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the fall time frame, September through December. Under normal circumstances, mm-hmm. it's virtually impossible to get a room at a DVC especially resort, a studio. especially a studio. This situation, I don't know. Like, there's a part of me that's like, okay, it's gonna be. You just forget it. You're not gonna touch a room. And I was saying to you guys, I got the, I got my my rooms for my mother's ninetieth birthday in December. I did that in 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 January. Um, and you know i'm not gonna even try and book anything else a because i live here um i can go whenever i want and i don't want to take a room away from somebody in this circumstance that needs it um but uh what's yeah I, that's like so like part of me is like people are going to have a hell of a time booking but then i think to myself i wonder how many people like when are people going to be comfortable? coming back after all this and is that going to affect availability i mean do, will are we going to see that maybe these places aren't going to be full because people i, I you know I'm, I'm just anecdotally hearing people say be the, on facebook on the boards um oh you know what i'm waiting till next year i'm waiting till next year i think we're going to have more problems with next year's availability possibly than we have with this i do think it was um not to be overlooked the gesture on their part on dbc's part to allow their developer points to expire instead um i thought that was that was classy that was a classy move um let their developer points expire rather than uh that on the membership
2: and we've had a lot of questions about what that actually means um i don't know who's most versed at that and could explain what developer points are the best or.
0: Um, I, I know what, like what my understanding is, um, they have to hold back, um, they have to hold back a certain number of points in order to make them available for cash. Um, I think those are the, that's how they make these rooms available for cash.
1: The real right? purpose of the developer points is, uh, number one, if they've got to do any uh, maintenance on a room or repaint a, a building or something, uh, those rooms are taken out of service, and they have to use their developer points to. to oh, make up I didn't that. know that. Now the reality is that, the, except when they're doing a major re- resort renovation, the number of rooms that they have to take out of service for maintenance issues is nominal, and so that they and they get to rent all the other ones. Through through Disney directly, but uh, so but that's the real purpose of them is so they have a little backlog there to protect the membership from rooms that are taken out of service. Okay, now
0: I also understood that uh, by law they have to offer a certain by Florida law they have to offer a certain number of rooms at every resort available for cash, which is why we'll find. You know like you go look for Bay Lake Tower and there's nothing available in any category but then you go on Disney's website the Disney travel website the consumer website and lo and behold you can pay $800 a night for a two-bedroom that's not because there's truly no It's by law there's a certain number of rooms I'm not sure exactly how that works but by law there's a certain number of rooms they have to offer for cash that the, an entire resort even if it's a timeshare resort cannot be members only in other words uh, it has to be a portion of it has to be available to the public and i was told once what the reason behind that was and it was a really good reason and because i did drugs for years i don't have any members so um but i uh so the fact that they're letting their points expire that's actually real money to dbc that they're losing. Um, i i have
4: a question what uh, and probably Rob and Jerry, y'all might know the most because you've been involved the longest and more in-depth legally with Disney. How Do they have to show any sort of public bookkeeping about where maintenance fees go? I mean, I, I know beforehand we talked about, before this call, we were talking about lawn care and all that. And obviously they're not having to do those things, but they are saying there's new things they're going to have to do. Is it like with everywhere else where they can slap a slap an administration fee on stuff and be like, oh, we had to print paper, so that's $150, like when you a, buy a car?
1: There's a built-in okay. uh, administration fee that's part of the due, that's built into the dues, that's a percentage, mm-hmm. but uh, the, the due structure is based on the actual expenditures by the by the by uh, the, the management company, which happens okay. to be DVC. Uh-huh. So, in, in this case, if they've got to uh, purchase some different equipment to better sterilize the rooms, or to to buy extra uh, sanitizing supplies f- once they they reopen, those are the costs that I think they're referring to there. Yeah, that, that would be above and beyond the the normal expenses that they've had in the past. And I think it's important to start getting. And it Go ahead, Jerry.
3: I'm sorry. I was going to say there should be every November. They also do their annual budget. You also would receive yeah. a a letter in the mail, which is going to have, you know, the budget uh, breakdown. So you can you can read through that as well. And then they vote on that every I think it's in December or late November. But uh, but you will you could see what those costs would be in that uh, in letter you receive. And I believe you get it's open to the public. You can even go to that. Um,
4: yeah, I, I got I got one last year. I just was wondering if it's a thing of like you know like how like oh when you have a surplus or you have a whatever like if we're if we're people at home and we and it comes back this year and all of a sudden the maintenance dues for the year are significantly lower and we get a check back, are I mean people will get upset next year when it goes back up just because that's how. They, you know, when there's a surplus, well, you want to spend well, up to that amount so you get is, that same budget next
0: year. Well, this is the point I want to make because I think there's a lot of expectation right now that there is going to be – first of all, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe what they said was that if there is a credit, it's going to be applied to 2021's dues. We're not going right. to get a check back. Right. But I, I also think that we, we need to probably get out in front of this narrative that because these resorts have been closed for a couple of months that we're going to get – anything back and the reason I say that is to Rob's point um, I am all but certain they are going to have to invest in additional technology to sterilize these rooms um, there's uh, uh, there, I, I read something recently um, where there's a company that makes these uh, robots basically uh, that have been employed heavily on cruise ships in recent years Um, For sterilization purposes that are now probably going to find their ways, their way into resorts Um, and new technologies and new techniques for sterilization now more than ever. You know, it's uh, just out of public safety, of course, Disney's going to want to do that. But from a PR standpoint, um, you know, any hotel, there's an outbreak of, you know, COVID-19 anywhere. It's bad for the brand if you want proof of that just talk to princess princess cruise lines right i mean that hit their brand hard um the last thing disney wants is a narrative that there was a massive COVID 19 outbreak in one of their hotels or one of their theme parks um they don't want that they don't want that story on the press in the press no company does but disney in particular because it's such a huge target so I think we're going to see a lot of technology having to be invested in, a lot of new things that are going to cost more uh, to maintain a certain level of sanitation. Not that these resorts were ever dirty, but we're living in a new world now. We're living in a new world, and companies are going to have to respond to that. So I think all of us, at the very least, need to expect we're not not getting anything back. For these couple of months, and there's a reason for that. And you know, look if they're out if they're out having cocktail parties, and that's what they're using the deuce for, different story. But that's not. I don't think that's going to be the case.
2: I'm uh, I'm friends with an owner of a local restoration company, uh, sort of disaster restoration, and they've been doing a lot of investing into like electric static uh, cleaning and those type of things um, for when businesses do reopen after this all dies down. And uh, he told me the price tag on some of that, and Pete, to your point, it's pricey, and I don't doubt that Disney's going to invest in some of that, and um, in, in the DVC resorts, that's going to be tacked into the, the dues this year um, to get the resorts reopened.
0: And also consider, you know, in a free market, um, I'm sure these things are not abundant. They were built and manufactured based on what life was like a, a month, two months ago. Um, now everybody's going to want them. So, you know, supply and demand is going to drive the price up plus, you know, COVID-19 is a thing. So that's going to drive the price up even more. Um, so I think you're going to see, yeah, it's going to be very expensive for them to retrofit or, uh, enhance their existing cleaning protocols and sanitation protocols on both cruise line, uh, in the resorts, in the parks. All of it. So yeah, where dues are concerned, unless if somebody disagrees with me, say so. I don't think we're going to see anything come back, and I really don't think we should, given the fact that we know they're going to have to invest in that.
1: I expect that we'll see a nominal reduction that will appear on the the dues, just just from a safe face standpoint. For after mm-hmm. sending out this email, it's not going to be a lot. It's going to amount to maybe a few cents a point. But I, I believe that they will make that gesture, uh, yeah. even even though they've got to they've got to invest in some stuff now.
4: I I a hundred percent agree. I think we'll get a little bit back as a thing. I think that even if, and I think that was more to what uh, the point I was making. I think that even if there is a significant savings. There will be extra things that are bought to get it closer to that line. They'll come out with a statement saying, "Hey, we saved money on this, but we had to spend a lot of extra money on sanitation stuff. Uh, just the housekeeping people, you know, we had to bump up a raise because now they have to do this, this, this. So we had to hire more people to sanitize and all that. I think it'll they'll work the numbers to fit exactly where it needs to be, and then next year. We'll see a significant price jump, I think,
0: on stuff because they'll be like, Well, now we need even more to do this. So Well, you know, keep in mind, you know, anybody who's priced out Bero Beach or Hilton Head looks at those those dues and are like, Oh my God, right? What ten, eleven dollars a point? Because ten, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're they're built on the you know, they're built on the ocean and hurricanes. Um, so just look at COVID-19, it's a really, really massive hurricane that hit every single resort um, everywhere in the world, everywhere in the United States and Hawaii.
1: Um, Historically, there have been a few times in the past where dues actually went down from one year to the next. But the only reason that has ever happened previously is because the uh, property taxes were different mm-hmm. than what Disney had built into the the, the dues. So that those that's been the only time. If there has been a surplus in the past, it was automatically moved into the reserve fund, which they use to cover the uh, the infrequent repairs, roof putting on a new roof on a building and so forth. That we are all paying into a, a reserve fund each year, which is great because a lot of timeshares haven't done that in the past. So that's mm-hmm. a good thing in my eyes. But so we've not seen any anything when there's been a surplus of of the budget budgeted funds but uh this year that they're saying that they're not going to put it in the reserve if there is any surplus that we're going to get it and i think they'll find a way to make that gesture
0: anybody else
1: um
0: one one thing i did want to mention somebody shot me a picture i don't know how new this is um but uh where the area is where they're planning to build the DVC tower out at the Disneyland hotel there's now a big notice up saying that, you know, the, the legal notice that they have to post oh. that it's coming. Um, I think they're going to move forward with that project, uh, which is kind of surprising given what's going on right now. Um, I would have thought that might've gotten scrapped, but you know, anecdotally looking at it, it looks like that might actually which I'm, I, I think, I, I, from one standpoint, I say to myself, given the hit that everybody's taken, um, uh, I, I can't see them spending the money on construction, but the amount of money they're going to make off of that tower, I think we're going to see the fastest sellout Absolutely. of any DVC property ever without one that's going to be one of the ones where if you don't get in right away you're not getting in Mm -hmm. you're not getting in but um, we
2: we debated this a little bit on a previous show but it it bears the question of whether or not some of the budget for reflections is being pushed that direction as well if they think that's going to sell out quicker and that uh, they can get it built in the same time frame um, they might be pushing the brakes a little bit on Reflections and then moving that budget over to the DVC Tower.
0: I don't know. One of the only construction crews currently working at Walt Disney World right now is working on Reflections. Um, so uh, construction is not stopped at Reflections. Um, I was surprised by that, but I got I got word of that recently as well. Um, that Reflections is that they're you know practicing social distancing guidelines in every in, you know but that no, they are moving ahead now. I mean, it's possible in, just in, in terms of the fact that DBC is not gonna be as directly financially impacted by COVID-19 as the hotels are, right? Cause mm-hmm. the hotels are really counting on that revenue coming in at the time of check-in um, and that's not how DBC works. So they may have a little bit more of a buffer in terms of financial impact than some of the hotel hotels did do you think does anybody else think that or is it just me
4: yeah i i think they will for sure i mean uh, i i own at and i already paid them for it so like they're not i mean that that's it they already got my money they're so, still getting what,
0: the same money every month yeah you
4: know? yeah what money they don't have yet they're still withdrawing it from my account so <laughs> it's not i you know <laughs> i have a if i were booked at beach club they'd be giving me a refund like if i just paid my regular you know paid in cash i'd be getting my money back or i'd be getting an offer to rebook with free dining or something but um i mean i already paid to use it so they they they're they're pretty covered. I'm I'm not too worried about
0: DVCs. So yeah, I I think they probably will continue as planned with their with their development, um, with their new developments. Now, on another topic, one of the things I've we've heard speculated on the boards and we talked about this on last Tuesday's show is that when they do reopen, they're going to reopen Animal Kingdom, Magic Kingdom, and Hollywood Studios, and keep Epcot closed uh, to catch up. On the amount of construction that they need to do because they've lost a couple of months now of construction that they were planning on for the 50th anniversary next october um anybody else think that's a possibility
4: i i've been hearing it a lot but i think it's a huge mistake if they do they're they're gonna have so many more problems than they already do if they do that because i know for me i mean i live here so it's not a big deal Epcot's my favorite park. And if I were, if I were traveling in, I got park hoppers, I got a certain number of days and you cut off one of the parks. I, I booked my trip on the expectation that I could go to those parks and I'm not interested if I can't go to Epcot. So it's, it's just one of those things. It's not that I'm not interested. I'd just rather push my trip back to another time where i can go to all four parks and um if it's in a situation where disney's not letting people can't you know if people aren't getting canceled because of closures anymore i'm now stuck between a rock and a hard place and i can tell you like working with disney every day and with the the general public every day people will get upset and they will complain and they are going to want some of their money back so i think disney's just going to have an even bigger issue if they do that I, I think it's ideal. You know, it's ideal. I get why they'd want to do it. I just they need to be ready for that storm of people being angry.
2: Yeah, and I, I think a lot of those angry people will actually be DBC owners because mm-hmm. a lot of us are planning trips around the festivals of Epcot. I mean, you hear that all the time about people planning around food and wine, planning around the Flower and think-
0: Garden. There's no way they're going to have those parks, that park closed for Food and Wine. None. It's too much of a money maker. I think more likely what they might do is just not like. Let's say everything else reopens in June, they won't reopen Epcot maybe until August. Uh, they'll reopen Epcot when Food and Wine Festival uh, would normally uh, normally start getting started. That would be if if they end up doing that. But I always mm-hmm. just felt that you know Epcot was the smartest one to open first because of its size and the way it absorbs its crowds. It's going to be a lot easier to do social distancing at Epcot than it is at Hollywood Studios. Um, Animal Kingdom, yeah, a little more spread out again. Um, So those two parks really are their... Are golden as far as social distancing is concerned, but I mean, the,
4: the best way that Disney can I, I've, I've talked about it on one of our shows, I don't remember which one, but the best way that Disney can deal with social distancing is they need to copy what Volcano Bay does. Every park in the world needs to be doing vol- vol- Volcano Bay stuff. You get a magic man, you scan into what attraction you want to do, you go there, scan. And then they tell you a time to come back similar to fast pass. So you can walk around and do whatever other stuff you want to do. Give Disney more money. You can shop, you can eat, you can do all that stuff. And then it buzzes on your arm and says, Hey, it's time for you to come back. The line is never more than 30 people for one of the rides at volcano Bay. And I really think that's just what they need to do because I mean, I don't understand how you're gonna be able to keep people spaced apart in line without it going out the door. I mean, you already have that situation with like Peter Pan, you know, it's so full the line goes out the out the whole attraction and it's just person on top of person. And especially if it were spaced out, I mean, you'd only have like fifty people in line. And I, I don't I don't know how they do it, but Definitely if they can implement something similar to Volcano Bay, that would be the ideal social distancing situation.
0: Well, everything we're hearing right now is that they are gonna have to move to a virtual queue. Mm -hmm. Um how they implement that, I'm not sure. Uh Mm -hmm. it's almost certainly gonna be through the My Disney Experience app, which means it will fail. Um, because we all know how that technology has worked out. But uh so interesting. We'll see how these things go. That is gonna do it, folks, for our show. Uh, thank you guys. Thank you Rob for joining us. Thank Love you. To having you on the show. Uh, thank you for joining us as well. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you again next week with another edition of the DVC show. Have a great week, everybody.